sales. Yep, we're going to talk about that word that so many of us want to avoid when we talk about ministry. We're going to talk about how to monetize your ministry, and we cannot avoid talking about sales. And today I have a sales expert who talks about sales from a place of integrity. You cannot miss this episode. Share this with someone. Let's go. The Monetize Your Ministry Podcast. Welcome to the Monetize Your Ministry Podcast. And you get a chance to interact with them. To me, that's full-time ministry. And did I have it? Because that is that business is like a It brings in itself and then opens I want to provide content and things that are going to help change lives. And I simultaneously want you to, to receive a blessing from that. Now here's your host, Kamon Hunt. All right, we're back again. Another exciting episode of the podcast. Listen, you've been here for a while. Maybe this is your first episode. We've been talking about how we take this thing that we have called ministry, how we serve others best and put it out into the marketplace. Now, we need you to do a few things. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And if you're listening to this podcast on a podcasting platform, do us a favor and leave us a rating and a review because it will help others to find the podcast. All right, so I have been tracking down this person to be a guest on the podcast before I had a podcast, all right? This is just how much this person's message and the work they're doing has impacted me. And I want to introduce to some and present to others our guests for today, Miss Bria Hash. Bria, welcome to the podcast. Hello, it's so good to be here. Bria, you are one of my online mentors. <laughs> I consume all your content. I've purchased stuff from you, even though I don't quite fit your uh, niche of who your market is. But listen, I... I've been uh, just blessed by what you do. And I'm so glad you're taking some time to be with us on today's episode of the podcast. If It's probably better if you give us a few sentences. Just tell us who is Bria Hash. Well, I am, first of all, so grateful to be here. It's been a journey um, in our relationship to get to the podcast. So I'm really glad to be here today. If I were to introduce myself to your community and to your people, I would just say I'm here to help you to get a whole lot of money. So that's really all you need to know. Like that, that's, that's what we're here to do. Right. Oh, so nothing go. else really matters. Right. So when I wake up in the morning, every single morning, I ask God, what do you want me to say to get more money into the hands of your people? And from that point forward, when I put my feet on the ground, that becomes my assignment. Mm -hmm. So whenever I show up, I'm here to help you to get more money. And I'm I'm able to stand in boldness when it comes to that, because I know that I've already consulted God about it. So we're going to let God have his way and we're going to do what we came here to do. So it sounds like helping us to get money, right, is your ministry. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Absolutely. <laughs> it is my ministry. And, you know, um, I was never unclear about that because from the very beginning of my business, I recognized that it was not me. So I'm the most unlikely candidate to be in this uh, seat. Am I smart? Yes. Am I intelligent? Absolutely. Can I be intellectual? Mm -hmm. But did I uh, sign up for this? Absolutely not. So when I started to run my business and saw that, oh, my goodness, every single time I go to God and ask him, what should I do around this circumstance or this client? God has given me the strategy to pull money from heaven into earth. I started to recognize, okay, it's, it's not me. It, it's what God wants to do. So, yeah, that's what we do. You know, we team up. That's exactly what's going to happen. 
I love it. I love it. Now, Bria, some of the people watching this may know you. So mm -hmm. I, um, I do want to give a little wrinkle here. What's something someone who may know you already um, on your platform will be surprised yeah. to know about you? What's like a fun fact or something about you that might surprise, surprise people to know? Oh, my goodness. Why are you putting me on the spot like this? No, I should have told you this before. You're, I don't even know what to tell the people. Okay, what is something that will surprise them that they don't know about me? Oh, my goodness. I'm trying to go into my secret closet because I don't really have a lot of secrets. Okay. I don't. I try to let people know exactly who I am um, and be really transparent about that. And it's been a long journey to doing that. And I'm not not trying to answer your question. Oh, you're good. You're good. I have to be very transparent in that if you would have asked me this question maybe five years ago, then I would be able to say something immediately. But it's been my journey and it, it actually does come from being raised in the Christian church. You know, when you're in the Christian church, you hide who you are, right? Mm. You don't necessarily show who you are. And then there became this point in my life where I had to go through a, a series of experiences of radical acceptance because God could not use me if I was hiding who I was. So, you know, if you would have asked me a long time ago, maybe it will be that I meditate or maybe it will be that, you know, I use singing bowls as an instrument to attune myself to God and God's consciousness. But now I'm very open about that. So it's like, you know, I don't have anything like this hiding. So uh, my community, if they pay attention, they know who I am. I um, and and I again, I make that a point because, it, you know, when when I chose to make myself an instrument, I said, God, use me. And then my response that I got back from God was, well, then show them who I am. And I have mm -hmm. no way to do that other than being 100% authentic in my personality, whether you like it or not, whether you enjoy it or not, whether it's your preference or not. So I'm an open book. I love it. I love it. So you said five years ago, right? So maybe we can go back a little bit to that five years yeah. ago. How long have you been in business for yourself, building what, you, what you're building now? A little over eight years. Okay. I've been in business, yeah, for eight years. And I remember the moment I decided to leave um, working in corporate nine to five. Um, I, I always say when I tell my story of leaving the nine to five that I was like, uh, it was a soundtrack. I'm walking on sunshine um, that was playing in my head when I walked out. I knew it was the right decision. I just didn't know what I was doing. Um, so it's it's been eight years since that point. Yeah. Okay. So let's go back to those eight years. Okay. You your 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 bio says uh, you were a sales exec at a Fortune 500 mm -hmm. insurance mm -hmm. company. People mm -hmm. don't just leave jobs like that, do they? Like, what yeah. made you step out and into this unknown world of entrepreneurship? Kind of walk us through that decision, because I think this would be relevant to a lot of people watching this. I'm going to tell you exactly how it happened. So a little correction. I was not a sales executive, but I was trained um, in a sales gauntlet at a Fortune 500 company owned by Warren Buffett. And what I found out was that they value people so much. He values people so much that for six months, eight hours a day, five days a week, I was trained to do nothing but sell. And when I went into that space, it happened from a space of transition. So I was um, previously accepted into a doctoral program and I was supposed to go to the school. And it's really interesting because this school was uh, founded by Pat Roberts. Um, okay. mm -hmm. So when I went to school, um, I... I went to a school and I recognized that it was going to, uh, I was going to be more of a challenge to that environment than that environment was a challenge to me. 
So I made the decision not to go. And then I recognized, wait, you can't just not go to school. You're not going to be a doctor anymore. Your mama don't have any, you know, benefits of bragging. So you got to figure out something to do, Bria, because you got to let the whole family down. So, yeah, like we went through all of this. I was so passionate about getting into school. But what they didn't know is that I was writing a book on the back end called From Go-Getter to Graduate School about how to hack the graduate school system and go from a bachelor's to a doctorate. So I didn't even go to a master's. And most people go bachelor's, master's, doctorate. So I decided to jump and I decided to write a book about it because I wanted to teach Black people how to hack these systems because I knew they could be hacked. Right, right. So I did that, right? And then afterwards, I recognized, okay, n- now you got accepted. You you declined admittance to the program, and now you need to work. You need to do something that shows that you're being productive. And I just so happened to end up selling insurance. And when I started selling insurance, that's when I got the training that I needed. Everybody was confused about why I was in the space. Even my hiring manager was like, you're not supposed to be here. I said, I'm going to give you a year. So I gave them a year and I remember the day I walked back into the office and there was a Hershey's bar on my desk and it said, happy one year anniversary. And I looked at the Hershey bar and then like very soon after that, I turned in my first resignation because I'm like, yeah, I'm done. So I lived off a commission for a little while. I came home, then I ran out of money. So I ended up going back to work for three months. But between that time, I was getting up every day, working out with my uncle, living the life that I live now, studying, you know, to show myself proof, doing all the things. And I got that taste. So you don't let people like us get their taste of freedom. So I got that experience and I went back to work for three months. And in three months, I was in another hiring manager's office saying, I'm not going to be here anymore. She busted out crying. I'm like, what you crying for? I don't like you. You don't like me. But she wanted me to stay in the space because I was so productive. I was number one in the nation, even there with college admissions. So, you know, whether wherever I was, I was selling. And when I started my business, it was a no brainer that I would be selling too. But I didn't know that was at work. So I started my business as a virtual assistant. And when I started my business as a virtual assistant, within 30 days, I had my first client. And when I got my first client, everybody started coming to me. How did you do that? How did you do that? How did you do that? And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is the thing. But it wasn't the thing yet. So Mm. it took me some years before I was able to teach sales because I was in the training ground. I was learning. God was molding me. So when I say I was the most, most unlikely candidate, I mean that because every single time others tried to promote me, you are a strategist, you are this, you're that. I'm like, no, I'm a virtual assistant. And I sat there until I knew it was my time to move forward and stand in authority and teach because I recognized that God was teaching me and God was training me. So there are oftentimes when people ask me, who's your business coach? And I'm like, God, And it's not that I don't respect other people, but I recognize that if I go under their covering, then I'm going to be limited. And I won't allow that to happen because I know that my God is limitless. So I tell God, I I ask God to to tell me where to go and to learn. And I I just move from there. I love it. I love it. So, Bria, I know I want to get to I'm going to come back to what you just said there, because it sounds like there was a thing you started. But that thing wasn't the thing. It was the thing that led you to the thing. Right. Virtual assistant business. Are there any of your past experience from growing up as a believer, as a, you know, as a God follower that you saw now as you were moving into business, that those those skills, the awareness, whatever it was, that they kind of helped you in that move towards starting and growing your business? (laughs) 
God is funny. I already know where we're going with this. Let's go. You ready? <laughs> Let's go. So I was trained to be a leader. Um, I was trained to be a leader. So my grandfather, um, Bishop George Hash, was a overseer in a church organization, Church of God Apostolic. It's like Kojic, but mm -hmm. um, it's Church of God Apostolic. So it was over the Northwestern District. And when I was growing up, I was trained to be a leader. From the time I was able to talk, it was very, very clear. You sing, you play an instrument, you're in administration. And every single day I spent, you know, my childhood in the church observing leadership and mm. the principles of excellence and, you know, starting church on time and being accountable to people and, you know, helping people to understand the vision because you can be a leader, but you're nothing without your people. These are concepts that were constantly drilled in my brain. And it, it has been the a cornerstone and hallmark to my entrepreneurial journey. So oftentimes I get asked, um, how, where did you get taught to be a leader? That's another mm -hmm. question. Like, you know, where did you get that training from? And it's like, can you be born to be one? Because I was born into a family that was um, in, in the helm of leadership when it came to the Christian church in our city. So it was very, very clear who I was. It's no way to this day that I can go, I can't go through Walmart and be honest with you. And I say, my name is Bria Hash Dangle. You one of those singing hashes? Because that's just the way it is, right? Yeah. So when I started my business, another thing, when I was back as a virtual assistant that really, really stands out to me is um, a moment where I had a decision because I can remember when I was younger, my mom had a a sable mercury she had a sable mercury and it had a um tape player in it and my I think my mom when she would miss my grandfather she would play his tapes it was like four tapes that was always in the side door she would play his tapes and I remember this um sermon that he preached where he talked about when he would teach to tree stumps in the forest because he wasn't a great teacher he wasn't a good preacher so he would preach to tree stumps when nobody listening because he used to stutter and he wasn't good at oration so he would practice and when i started my virtual assistant business and i started to recognize people were asking me for information i had so many tree stump moments where i can think of my grandfather and i would be on you know we do live stream now so live stream was just coming up and you know it, it wasn't that live stream was new but people were using it for business in new ways and I can remember back in those days where I didn't have an audience, I didn't have a follower, oh. followership, I didn't have a community, and I would see the number on the live stream go from like zero to one, one to zero. You know that moment where it's like two, zero, one, zero, mm -hmm. and it's like, you know, people jumping in and out, and I used to think to myself as I taught as if it were a room of a thousand people, if my grandfather can teach a tree stumps, I can teach to a one Ooh. eye. If my grandfather can teach to the birds, I can teach to zero eyes because I know that this is my training ground and I'm okay with this. So I did that. And that's, you know, when you ask me, is, did the church inform me or did ministry inform me? That's the type of pedigree that I come from. So um, did I know it would be like this though? But did I know that I had what it took? Absolutely. Oh, I just, I'm sorry. That's tree stumps. I felt that. <laughs> I like, cause, because yeah. for anyone who is out there doing anything, if you if you start anything, there's there's sometimes crickets, right? The zero. Nothing. If you're on a live, it is. <laughs> I told Nothing. my kids this. Sometimes when you're talking on a live and you see one person show up, you even start talking a little bit louder. Oh just my so gosh. It, it's almost like please stay. But to your yes. point, that is the moment of I I may not have the audience yet, 
but I I know I have a message and I know mm-hmm. I have to perfect and to get even better at presenting that message, but I'm not going to despise the day of small beginnings. And you can't skip that, right? Yeah. So it's the training ground. It's a training ground. And even when I was in my season of the tree stuff, I was being sustained. So I didn't need, you know, a thousand people. I didn't need 20,000 people. I didn't need 30,000 people. I just needed one. Yeah. I needed one to hear me because I understood that it kept me steadfast. Like I tell people all the time, please do not despise your small beginning because if you make good of it, it will make mm-hmm. good of you. And you need those moments. There's a reason why you are sitting in a space. Cause if you can teach to yourself, you can teach to a room of 10,000 people. I'm gonna tell you that straight up because like you said, there's an energetic difference when it's just yeah. you and your energy and it's zero eyes and it's just you going to you, you're building your character. You're That's building right. your uh, stamina, stamina. You're building your bit ability to show up in front of rooms where there will be a thousand people or 10,000 people. So if anybody is at that point right now, don't you worry about it. You keep perfecting your message. You make sure that when somebody does show up, now we can transition to sales because when somebody shows up, you'll be ready to convert them. If you perfect your messaging, if you perfect your systems, if you perfect your process, when that one person shows up to you, because we don't need a hundred million right now. We just need one. And for some people, it's just one, one customer, one client, one opportunity that will change your absolute life. And you you don't even need to pray for the hundred. Because if you get the hundred and you're not prepared to convert them, it's nothing. I always ask people, what was zero percent of a thousand? zero exactly so we got to focus on conversion so so that way when we get our opportunities or what i call our at-bats we're ready to bring it home see that's why our guest is bria hash and you could see why i go in your comments when you do your lives and i put preach in there because you preach (laughs) you're preaching right yeah and you kind of helped us now to move to the next step let's talk about selling and sales and what you see how we work together yeah (laughs) <laughs> the sales, because for a lot of us, okay, I'm re- there is there is roadblocks I think for a lot of us in terms of even this word called sales and this activity called sales. So kind of begin yes. talking to us about when you started seeing helping people to sell as mm-hmm. the thing that you were going to lean into. Oh. My goodness. Well, I do remember my last client, Jeremy Johnson. Shout out to Jeremy. He was my only male client during that time. And I was still working as a virtual assistant. He would tell me every single time, Bria, you are a strategist. And we went through a launch where he made like $50,000 in like 15 days or something like that. And again, I was still being called a virtual assistant. And he was in, um, he's in, in Georgia and he was in real estate investment. And it, it was so interesting because I, I single-handedly packaged his course and I single-handedly, you know, uh, was his marketing team and his strategist on the back end. This is how we're going to launch it. This is how we're going to do all those things. And then I had another client who was a good friend of mine. And, you know, one product that we created turned into a, a, a book. It turned into a conference. It turned into um uh, an event. It, it was literally a six-figure experience. And I had another client. I'm giving you mm-hmm. the receipts mm-hmm. because there is always evidence. There is always evidence of sales and success. And that evidence is money. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of people get messed up when it comes to the performance of their business. They think that their effort is what they should be looking for. So how hard they're working. 
And what I look for is the ROE, the return on energy, so that you can see the evidence of the work that you are putting oh, in. Yeah. So yeah. another client I had was uh, a client that was in the, the, the ed tech space, and she had a weekend where she launched a product that she made over 100000 So for me, it wasn't, I didn't have a need to push myself into the sales arena or to give myself a title. The evidence was very, very clear. And I knew my practices on the back end. They're not as strong as or back then as they are now because now I'd be on my face. And it's it's funny because people come to me and they're like, Bria, do that thing you do, you know, with the sales and then launch it and then make me make a whole lot of money. And they don't believe me when I tell them I know the principles to selling. So I stand on the principles, which are based on the laws that God created from the foundation of the earth. Mm -hmm. So when I am teaching you or telling you what to do in your business, you got to know Bria's not making it up because what mm -hmm. Bria does is she goes to her face and I'm praying for my clients. And I'm on my knees and I'm asking God, show me what to do. And what God shows me what to do is never based on temporary metrics. It's never based on trends. It is always based on the foundation of sales, which we can get into now, which would be the principles of selling. And that is understanding that the human beings on this earth have your money. So a lot of believers may think, okay, God just rains down on you. And then blessings come and they shower. Money does not come from the sky. Money circulates as energy through the hands of human beings. And if you're going to understand how to get money in your life, you have to understand humans. Humans are a system that God created from the foundation of the earth. So when God created Adam and Eve, the, you know, at the beginning, God created a system because God doesn't have to come back and make a Bria. God mm -hmm. just needed to make the one and yep. the two mm -hmm. that pair together to make all of us. Yeah. That is a yeah. system. When you do it one time and it continues to bring in results and it continues to replicate, it is a system. And that's what sales are. And that's why a lot of people who are very, very impassioned and a lot of people who look like they deserve to have a lot of money don't have it because they don't understand that it's a system. And when you have a system that is working and it's functioning appropriately and not in dysfunction, it will multiply and replicate for you. I'm, I'm oh. <laughs> the system and that's that's it right because a lot of the us system. we know we have something come on Bria we know yeah. we have something I know yeah. I have something I can impact people a lot yeah. of people you're watching this you're listening to this you know you have something to impact people in fact yeah. people have told you how much you've been impacting them their marriage their mm -hmm. finances their health their relationships whatever it is right you're impacting people but mm -hmm. the money's not there to show for it. And maybe you start thinking, well, God doesn't want me to have the money. Maybe God wants me to just stay humble or whatever. But Bria, you're telling us the reason we don't, we, we haven't produced the financial um, outcome that we're looking for is we don't have the systems. You don't have the system and you don't understand God. Mm. I know you're enjoying this interview. I am. So many nuggets, right? So much wisdom. But I had to just stop and give you an opportunity to be a part of something special that can help you to increase your impact and your income. I'm hosting the Monetize Your Ministry Summit. That's right. The Monetize Your Ministry Summit, bringing together five individuals who have different experiences in terms of helping you discover, develop, and deploy your unique ministry out into the marketplace, bringing together a coach a communication coach, a leadership consultant, a social media marketer, a movement maker, 
and also uh, someone who is a book publisher. Listen, these five individuals, great friends of mine, people I've worked with, but I've asked them, come pour into people who are sitting there with an idea, who have something they want to get out into the world, but just don't know how to do that. So you want to sign up for that. And here's how you do that. Go to mymsummit.com. That's mymsummit.com and get your ticket. It takes place Monday, September 25 from 7 to 9 p.m. Go to mymsummit.com and get your spot now. Listen, you don't want to miss this opportunity to hear from these awesome individuals how you can take your unique ministry, the way you serve others best, and take it out into the marketplace. Sign up now, mymsummit.com. Now let's get back to this interview. Because if you understood God, you will pay attention to systems and cycles. God works is works and processes and systems. Every single thing that happened that has been demonstrated by God, that was also demonstrated by Jesus Christ, is a system and a process. Huh. And this is where most people get tricked up. Because when I say you have to understand the fundamentals and the systems of selling people's minds and their, their ears turn off. Because That's right. fundamentals yeah. aren't sexy to people. They, yeah. They're not attractive to people. And what they don't understand is that if you don't understand the fundamentals, then you will misunderstand the laws and you will misinterpret how to be successful. Because this is the this is what I want your people to know. This is what mm -hmm. I want you to know. This is what, what I want everybody okay, yeah. who's listening to know. So I want you to pause whatever you're doing right now. Yeah, no multitasking. You do not have to, yeah, no multitasking. Right? If you were multitasking, you was already messed up in the game. But this is what I need you to know. There is already a system of success that this world was built on. There is already a system of success that Christ ordained for us, that God ordained for us, I should say. There's already a system of success. And either you work in it or you work outside of it. And when you are working so hard in your business to produce fruit, that means that you must understand that I must be working outside of the system that God ordained. Because if you give a fruit or you give a seed soil and you water it and you give it sunlight, what does it produce? Yeah, fruit. fruit. Mm -hmm. If it is good in God's sight, what does God promise us? That it will be multiplied. Mm -hmm. If it's doing neither one of those things, if it's not fruitful and it's not multiplying, then you're not doing what's good. Period. So if you want to work hard, you continue to work outside of God's system. If you want to be in alignment with God's system, then you understand what God's system is. And on earth, what we see operating are humans. God told us in the beginning that we were supposed to have dominion over everything. And there are a lot of people who have businesses and they say, I want to help people. But when I go to them and I say, okay, you want to help people, well, then you got to start practicing understanding of people so you can understand behaviors and habits. That's where behavior-driven sales strategies come from. It doesn't come because I said you should know it. It comes because I recognize and I started seeking God's face and why don't your people have money? Because I don't understand it. You told me you have a cattle on a thousand hills. So why are your people begging for steak? God's like, well, two things are happening right now. So either I don't recognize them or they don't know who they are. Because yeah. I am their father. So it was my job to then go and say, okay, well, then what do we need to be putting out in the world to help people to understand how to interact with their business so they can make money? And that's where behavior-driven sales comes from. Yeah. 
I think Bria, when we a lot of us hear sales, right? These are the things that immediately we start going to funnels, landing yeah. pages, yeah. Uh, closing, um, yeah. you know, you know, conversion. And and none of those things are bad. But none. what I'm hearing from you is we gotta go back to principles. Because those things can change, right? Those are tactics. The principles are what we need to understand. And so you're giving us yeah. some principles here. I want yeah. you to, to even if you could just go down a level on us, help us understand some of these, you talk about um, behavior driven. Yeah. Um, behavior, you say it for me again, cause I just messed, I might mess behavior it up. Behavior driven sales. Behavior driven sales. Yeah. Would you mind sharing with us at least a few principles that we could understand, okay, God wants me to be successful in my business, right? Yeah. God does not want this business to own me. He wants me to own the business and to I live the attention. life that he wants me to live. And if I'm not yes. doing that, I'm out of alignment. So yeah, bring us back in alignment, Bria. Help us talk us through some things that would help us to know some principles for behavior-driven sales. Absolutely. So I'm going to start right here, like at the base level of human behavior. And the base level of human behavior that drives every sale that will come through any business, any ministry, any decision. And let me go back for a second because we are talking about ministry. Mm -hmm. So we can talk about this solely from a capitalistic business perspective, but selling also happens with vision. So mm -hmm. we have a lot of people that may be in ministry. And right now, the feet are not moving towards the goal, the collective goals that you may have as a leader. And you must also know how to sell. So it is very, very important that you understand the principle and, and what we are teaching here. So we are going to go a level below, but I need us to all be on the same page as we move yeah, forward I love because it. I, I love never it. want to come in confusion. Yeah. So you you asked me to take us to the, to the basement level so that we can all understand how we should be moving forward. And the, the first thing that you started with was the assumption of success. So the assumption that number one, God wants you to be successful. And if you are going to be successful with selling, understanding how humans work, every single decision that we make that requires an exchange of our finances, whether we're making a decision about a house or making a decision about a car or making a decision about a candy bar happens in less than 20 seconds. Wow. Less than 20 seconds. Why? Because the brain has autonomic processes that happen without us doing any interjection. These processes were made millions of years ago. It doesn't require any intellect whatsoever, no logic whatsoever, no comparison, no analysis whatsoever. It's just sometimes, not sometimes, every time when we see the thing, we know that's the thing. No logic behind it, right? right. So right. most people don't believe me when I say this. And I'm like, no, seriously, like every single human is making a decision to purchase in 20 seconds or less. Now, where most people don't get or understand is that if the decision has already made in 20 seconds or less, it's done. It's a dumb bum for you, right? It's it's complete. What happens between 10, 20 seconds and the time they give you their payment method is you interrupting the decision that was already made. Ooh. So do your Whoa. system support Mm -hmm. the decision that was already made? Does your content dissuade the decision that was already made? Do your processes keep 
people who are ready to purchase from purchasing with you? Is there something in their life that then distracts and becomes a priority. So what we're talking about is the difference between decision and action. And this is where most business owners get jacked up in the game. Because then we got to talk about a customer sales cycle. That's when the 11 touch points come into play. So if anybody has been here and you've heard, and if you're not in the industry, don't be upset if you've never heard this before. Just take notes, right? So we'll just do a quick masterclass in it. Let's go. Um, on average, a customer is going to need 11 touch points with you to act on the decision that was already made. So back to the principle, 20 seconds or less, the decision is already made. 20 seconds or less is already made. But then they're going to need on average 11 touch points to act on the decision that was already made. So fundamentally, what we want to have in place as people who are saying, I'm a human, you're a human, I want you to get what you want. And I benefit when you get what you want. Let me make sure that my systems are going to support your decision that you're acting on. Let me make sure that my content supports the decision that you're acting on. Let me make sure that my processes support the decision that you're acting on because we're in a dance together and we both want your success. So everybody wins when the sale happens. But most people don't ever get to this point because they have these thought demons that are in their mind to tell them that selling is bad or that I'm taking people's money mm -hmm. versus I'm delivering them something that they really want and will make their lives better. So if we can just break down all of that, then we will be all right. But that's actually the work. Especially that's the work. For the Christian that's church. the work. Absolutely. For women and Christians, that is the work. Yeah. Because taking people's money has been labeled and marketed as something that is awful. You know, that is such a... Um mindset right like mm -hmm. there's a there's a text that talks about strongholds right there's mm -hmm. so many strongholds that believers have against mm -hmm. money except mm -hmm. when we need it for mm -hmm. a minute to help someone right mm -hmm. that's when like we need it all but yeah. the people you need it all from need to generate it from somewhere right there you go so the only way it's giving time is like it's good but when yeah. it's time to generate it, it's like, uh, I'm not yeah. sure if I should generate as much as I should, as I can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you said something I wrote down. Everyone wins when sales happen. That's right. Break I that down. That all of my I, think we, I think there's a zero sum thinking where we think if I sell you something, Bria, and you buy it from me, I win, you lose. Well, here's the deal. So everyone wins when sales happen. And in order for us to accept this is truth, we have to understand the, the concept that the human beings that are interacting with you in your business, first of all, are interacting with you because you are a business. Mm. And they are not there for you to become their best friend. They're not even there to consume your content for long periods of time. Because I, I, I always talk about this. Uh, um, I call this to love and lead inside of Black Women Sales Academy. But we talk about uh, lead generation from the perspective of dating. And what happens when you date somebody? So you're courting somebody, you're interacting with them. Y'all been on four or five dates. Y'all, you know, really like each other. The energy's there, the passion's there, the, you know, the future casting is there. The question becomes, where are we going? Yeah, yeah. Where are we going with this? Where is this going? Right. The same thing with our clients and customers, but we just are not in the process. So we don't recognize it. So when you as a business or as a ministry or as a, 
uh, entity with an exchange method are interacting with individuals, they are there because they have something that they want to get from you. Because it's not a secret that you're in business, right? You got the business page. They can see that you're a creator. They can see that you, you know, they can see all of the makings of a business. But then when they interact with you, they've gotten one piece of content, another piece of content, a third piece of content, a fourth piece of content. You haven't made a call to action yet. You haven't asked them to act on their decision that they've already made. So then their question becomes, number one, where is this going? And number two, if they can't sell to me, because this is a subconscious process, if they're not good at getting my money, how are they going to treat me when they do get my money? And this is when not understand, understanding sales becomes the thorn in the business owner's side because it will devalue and dilute your authority if you don't know how to take people's money appropriately. Think about how you feel when you go into a restaurant. Or if you go into a car dealership and you're like, I got my money in my hand. You don't want it. Yeah. You then yeah. start to question the validity of the transaction right. and you will likely make the decision if you have any self-worth to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And what happens is for a lot of our good content creators, because y'all ain't running businesses sometimes. Y'all be just creating content for Facebook and Instagram. I heard you say that before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of the times what will happen is you will have people that need what you deliver, want what you deliver, have the money for what you deliver and trust you to deliver it. But the moment you do not ask them to give you that money. And if you pay attention to what I just said, I just gave you the four principles of a purchasing customer. When it comes time for them to give you the money, you don't ask and then you just ruin the trust and they go and pay somebody else for the thing you warmed them up for. I don't know if we were supposed to go here, but here we are. Bria, you know, I, I invited you as a guest on here. I did not <laughs> expect you to come step on my toes, right? Like, I'm like, just help the people. But you all, all on my toes because I, I feel it. And I'm going to, something's going to shift after this, this interview. Mm. I promise you. Because I feel the like world belongs to my, my own mind is I got to give value, give value, give value, give value, give value. And I've been on this long train of giving value, but I haven't asked. I haven't asked. And to your point, I know there are people that I can help who need what I have, who want what I have, who want to get it. But they've probably gone and paid someone else because yeah. I haven't given them an opportunity to buy it. And it's no, it, it's noble. If I, if I can just say this, it's noble to take people's money and give them what they want. Because back to my point before, if the assumption is that the, the customers and the people that are connected to you are connected to you because they need an outcome. You will recognize and over time that people want their money less than they want the solution that you provide. So every single time a client or a customer gives you their money, they are saying, I want what you have on the other side of this money. And I'm willing to give you this money so that I can get what you have now. Mm -hmm. So if you run your business with the assumption that people want to keep their money more than they want what you have, you will always be bored. Yeah. But the moment you recognize that people are understanding what money is an exchange agent so that they can get the things in their lives that they want. Listen, I, I gladly send my laundry with my, my my laundry professional. Please wash and fold it so it won't be sitting here for three weeks. Thank you. <laughs> yes, yes. You can have whatever amount of money you say is supposed to be exchanged for this as long as I don't do this. Because I don't want my money more than I want what you've given me on the other side of that laundry being complete. I don't want it. You can have the money. I can go and make more money. 
but you somebody just, needs and, somebody needs to share that. Somebody needs to share. You need to share that. People want they they want their money less than they, they want, want their the money solution. Less then they want the solution or the yeah. experience. Cause we're not just talking about like, sometimes we people move based off of need, but sometimes people move off of luxury. Some people mm -hmm. move off of esteem. Some people move off of experience. Some people move off of elevation. Like it's like a, a lot of the times uh, people mess up when it comes to sales because they try to make a luxury bag life or death or bar soap life or death. Baby, this ain't life or death. I'm gonna go get me some dub. Right? So stop trying to act like, you know, I'm going to be stricken with eczema and never get up again if I don't get your bar of soap, right? It's just not that deep. But do you understand what is that deep to your client and customer? Why are they purchasing for you? Why is your specific highest online client, this is a concept I teach in Black Women's Sales Academy, interested in purchasing from you? Not yesterday, not last year, but right now. Because I'm going to tell you, I work with hundreds and hundreds of business owners. And so many people are still giving me COVID reasons for the reasons people need their stuff right now. And it's like baffling to me. Like, I'll be like, well, why are your customers buying from you right now? Because like, they've been locked up since COVID. And I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? I know it's but what are you talking about? Ain't nobody being motivated by it. Like, you have to know what your client is going to be motivated by right That's now. That's good. Why they're going to give you their money right now. Now, and you overblowing the reason that they're purchasing isn't going to make them purchase it anymore. You actually have to know what is motivating them. I call it DNA in Black Women's Sales Academy. Desires, needs, and acknowledgments. What do they desire? What do they need? And what have they acknowledged that they're no longer willing to tolerate or acknowledge that they need or deserve in their life right now? If you know those things and you're spot on with them, you will be speaking your clients and your customers' language so much that you confirm the purchase and they trust you enough to give you that money and give it to you right now. I love it. I love it. Bria Hash is our guest today. And Bria, you've mentioned the Black Woman Sales Academy a few times. I mentioned it in the beginning. I want you I'm to- I'm a good salesperson is what I'm supposed to do. No, not that. Like, listen, I'm just playing with you. <laughs> you, you, you. You're showing us, man. Don't, don't just hide your stuff behind. You know, tell us because- <laughs> Here's the other part yeah. that I love about this. You're taking a stand for black women. And yeah. that's what I love every time you show up on my feed. Right. So, of course, I'm not yeah. your typical audience, but I cheer you right. on. Here's why. Because I know you're ministering. That's my word. You're ministering yeah. to a group of people who typically are have been told to diminish their light and to step yeah. back. You're, you're giving them permission to step forward. So I mm -hmm. want you to tell us why you took a stand. Why did you even? Because I think I even saw when you made that shift towards Black Woman Sales Academy. Why did you mm -hmm. make that shift? And then tell us a little bit about how you help people in that academy. How you help women, Absolutely. sorry. Absolutely. So first things first, I want to speak on the technique that is it's done subconsciously by me now, but it's like happening right in front of people's eyes. Cause I love to teach emotion. So like when I'm mentioning the, the, my, my offer, when I'm mentioning my business, black women sales Academy, it's called seeding the sale. So nothing grows without a seed. And a lot of people believe you can just like turn around and make somebody your customer and say the perfect call to action or have them, uh, you know, perfect image or the best copy in the world. And that's where they are going to win their customers and their clients. And it's never that. It's always what has been marinating. 
It's always been what has been happening in the subconscious mind. Some people will listen to this and be like, wherever she is, I need to be. And I'm not mm -hmm. ashamed of that, right? Mm -hmm. That's what should happen because I've done my job and I've seeded the cell. So the question becomes, how can you start to do that in your life so that people are already making the decisions before you ask them to? Because if you can get your people making the decision before you ask them to make a decision, then they will believe it was their idea. And it always was, but you have encouraged them to move forward. So I wanted to just share that before I move on. Thank you. But the second thing I want to say is directly about Black Women's Sales Academy. Um, my business, 40, means for our unity. It was designed uh, for Black business owners. It shifted to Black women in business as I got more clear about what my mission and what the purpose was for me to be doing on this earth. And that is to turn our experience away from pain to pleasure and to get the hands or money into the hands of Black women in business. Because I believe with everything that is in me, that when Black women get money, we do great things. We change our homes. We change our communities. We change our environments. We change our churches. When you see a powerful Black woman in the room, she impacts everyone. She improves everyone. So it's my goal to help Black women to do that. And it's my uh, mission to be as bold about it as I can be, because I recognize there are too many Black women that are on this earth right now who have given their time and their energy to every institution, including the church, and have not received the benefit from it. And it's not just enough to complain about it. We have to be tooled and we have to be skilled. And when we begin businesses, I believe that the businesses we create should prosper. And when they prosper, they are re a reflection on our Heavenly Father because mm -hmm. God created us so that we prosper. And I always say, I am the evidence of God's excellence on earth. So when you see me, you're supposed to see God's excellence. I can't show you God's excellence if I don't have money. I can't show you God's excellence if I don't have the evidence of God's excellence. If I'm poor, I'm not a reflection of my heavenly father because my heavenly father is rich. Right. So how is that going to make sense? I can right. be the best person, have the best heart. And it's just going to be, oh, bless her heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bless my heart and, and bless my bag too. All right. Yeah. Because yeah. I want to be a reflection of God's excellence. I want to be the evidence of God's excellence on earth. And that includes me having money. And I empower and enlist my community to do the same because a lot of us um, have been taught that we have to choose. And I know that is not true. That the moment that you align with the consciousness of God and understand who you are, you will recognize that there is nothing that is off limits to you, that is good for you. Mm -hmm. And that includes having resources, that includes having money, that includes being compensated well for the work that you do for others and for yourself. I don't do anything any day other than get up and be who God created me to be, because God said that the birds don't worry about what they're going to eat. Why should right. we? Mm -hmm. So if all the bird has to do to church is church. And all the bird has to do is flap their wings. All I have to do is speak. And all I have to do is show up. But I have to be willing to show me. And if I show you me, I have to help you to understand why I'm so passionate about Black women. Because I am one. And I believe that we deserve a lot more than we've been given. And I believe that if we're going to get, my company is named 40 because it is an adage to the 40 acre and a mule. Because if we're going to get that, we have to understand that we have to give, give it to ourselves. Uh, if you had a mic in uh, in your hand, I tell you it's time to drop the mic. That was a mic <laughs> drop moment right there. Uh, 
Bria Hash, you've been an amazing guest. I want to get you out here on one more question before I let you tell people how they can reach you. All right. So I'm going to give you a scenario. There's someone starting a business. They have their idea. They actually served and helped people before. They're getting started. And they have been hitting that roadblock with sales. Yeah. We're we're getting an understanding of the principles. And we understand these principles you share with us. What are just maybe one or two practical steps that person can take in their business in the next week that will make a huge difference in their success? Yeah. So this is what I call the brick wall. So I'm glad that you brought it up. Every single business that will ever be created and business owner that will ever deem themselves a business owner will hit the brick wall. So if you started your business, you know you have something that is of value to exchange and you're hitting that wall, the only thing to do is to face the wall. And I know this probably sounds oversimplistic, but what I see people doing when they are needing to overcome the skill of money generation, I I can't rush right here. Do I got a couple seconds? Because I can't. Go ahead. Take your time. Making money is a skill. Most people don't understand that making money is a skill. Mm. So when they are beginning their businesses and they hit this brick wall where it is do or die, customer or no customer, what will happen is distractions will show up. I need to redo my branding. I need to update my site. I need to go tinker with my product. I need to make better content. And it's like, no, 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 no. None of these are your mission right now. The only focus is to make the sale. Uh That's it. Uh Because right now you're muscle testing yourself. When I put this input, what output do I get? When I do this action, the email, do I get a sale? When I do this live stream, do I get a sale? When I get somebody on a call, am I able to close them? That is the only mission at that point. There is no other mission. If you're at the point of making money, the only objective is to make money. But because people do not understand that money generation is an independent skill that must be learned so that you can earn, they will then jump over it and believe that there is something else that requires their attention. And that is the one mistake I will say that business owners make. And let me say this again, because let me elevate the conversation a little bit. This is the one mistake that business owners make at every level, because every time you jump income level to income level, you will be met with the same requirement. So a lot of people think you learn how to make money one time. Every single time you go from six figures to multiple six figures to another level of a six figure. Because you know there's levels to this, right? A lot of people say six figures, they mean 100,000. But baby, $999,000 is a lot different than 100,000. So every single time you elevate through that, you have to learn how to make money at new levels every single time. And every single time I end up right there, I'm right on my face. Even the strategist is showing me how to do it. And I know it. I know how to do it. But I have so much respect on the process because what must be understood that is not explicitly stated in enough spaces is when you are at the point of money generation, you're actually at the point of changing generations because you're about to change your life. So it is heavy for a reason. It feels different for a reason. It feels impossible for a reason because your body and your brain knows what you're doing. I've changed my entire life. And because I've changed my entire life, I've changed my entire family. And I've changed my entire life and my entire family, my family line, the lines that will come from me because I learned how to generate money when I want it. Not when I need it, Mm. but when I want it. Sorry, I just had to let that 
y'all gotta let that simmer a little bit. There is there's something I've just gotten out of this conversation here, Bria. And um there's an underlying thing that you said a few times that I've never I haven't picked up on or I haven't said it, reiterated. Yeah. You talked about, you know, getting on your face at different times in when, when you when your feet hit the ground in the morning, you get on your knees, you say, God help me to help people to to make money. You say, I yeah. pray. And you know, this podcast is the monetize your ministry podcast. This is just I just have to call this out. If you're a believer and you're in business and you're looking to generate funds, yes, there you gotta get coaching. Yes, you gotta do, you know, study to show yourself approved. But man, you got a cheat code. You can go to God and you can ask God for wisdom with your business. And one of the things that I want you to hear from what Bria is saying is the God who is with you in places of worship and for worship gathering, that God is with you in your business, in your pursuits of generating income and generating revenue and building what he's called you to build. God is with you there. So ask him for help. Real quick, because I didn't, you you just did something. This is really interesting. First of all, when, when the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. That was the cheat code. Yeah. Because all the things that are added include your money. All the things that are added include your wealth. All the things that are added includes your abundance. But the, the first thing we must do is seek first because that's where one wisdom having, and you use an operative word. You said you could. I need to reframe that because it's yeah. not that you could seek God. Is that that should always should. be your starting point should, yeah. because whatever strategy you get or even the instruction to increase your skill set or your instruction to go and look at that person's page or that person's information is God leading you from you asking and seeking because there is no way you can ask and not be answered but not enough people have the wisdom to ask so therefore they seek a Bria and I don't have what you need I am a messenger and I choose yeah. to be. And I thank God that I have the acknowledgement to step out of the place so that God can be there so that you can go to your true source. But if you're seeking people and their righteousness, then you have nothing. Mm. If, if you don't seek at all, then you have nothing. It takes courage and vulnerability to go to God and say, I don't know this, yeah. but I'm trusting you to give me the answer, not just so that I'm made perfect today, but so that I get the skills and the, the nudges and the acknowledgments that I need. But I, I'm, I'm, I would be remiss if I didn't say what was prompting me to speak in the first place this morning when I woke up. Mm -hmm. Because I'm at another point where I'm about to go to another income level. You'll get to see the, the manifestation of that. Thank God. But I'm about to go to another income level. And as soon as I opened up my eyes this morning, I heard God say to me very, very clearly, you don't have to leave me behind this time. Because a lot of the times when we start trying to generate money, we believe that it's going to happen by our own will and our own skill. And God is always there saying, if you just do what I told you to do, you will have everything that you could ask or think. So when I heard that this morning, I had that moment where it was like, okay, Bria, 
You get to take all of the wisdom you've gotten, the knowledge that you've gotten, the skills that you've accumulated, the you know community that you've accumulated. But don't you dare leave God because it's going to yeah. get hard again. You can either strive or you can be in the flow of God's will for your life. And I thank God for that reminder because I think that was for somebody here today. Absolutely. So thank you for saying that. Absolutely. Priya, you have uh, just blessed us today. I know somebody is, uh, you know, this is, this is church. Right? <laughs> we had church. We, we had church on this, uh, this here episode. Bria, tell people how they can connect with you. I want my audience to follow you because I don't want yeah. to just hear what Bria is saying and then share with you. You, some of y'all need to just go ahead and sign up for her stuff and, yeah. and, and get from her because Bria, you are, you are, God has put you on this earth to help us and, and black women especially to step into what God has called them to be. So yeah, tell us how we can connect with you. Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at Bria Hash. I'm always there sharing information that will help you to build your business. Um, if you find me on Twitter, yeah, you went for a ride. But find me on Instagram for business. But um, I will say that if you are here right now and you are seeking the, the point of maturity in your business where you are not starting a new month and you are stressing about money, you're stressing about clients and customers, Black Women Sales Academy is where you need to be. Black Women Sales Academy will be your answer prayer because it will show you the sales system to create recurring revenue, repeat clients, and consistent sales in your business. And that's what a lot of us are seeking. We don't want to feel like we have to stress and strain. Um, I mean, for my women that are out there that have children and you know have other responsibilities and other commitments, your business needs to be operating in a way that is successful and does repeat and replicate success. And if you are listening to me right now and you know that you're settling less or for less than God designed for you, and you don't know how to generate sales and revenue in your business, although you know you have great gifts, skills, and offerings that you want to deliver to the world, sales become your vehicle. So we're going to keep God in his rightful place. We're going to keep Bria in her rightful place, and we're going to put sales where they need to be in your life so that you can begin to use it as a tool to leverage, to pull money from heaven into earth. I love it. I love it. Go to Black Woman blackwomansalesacademy.com if you're listening to this it's blackwomansalesacademy.com and follow Bria at Bria Hash B-R-I-A-H-A-S-H on Instagram and I'm sure other platforms you'll find Bria there Bria it has been just my privilege to hang out with you and to have you as a guest on today um, thank you for giving us this time and for Gratitude. you, if you're watching, and for you, if you're watching this or listening to this, I want to end. I don't usually end this way, but I feel impressed to end with the seek ye first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything you need shall be added unto you. Let's go. Thank you for listening to the Monetize Your Ministry podcast with Kamon Hines. For more information, visit our website at www.monetizeyourministrypodcast.com. That's www.monetizeyourministrypodcast.com Find us on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Please, share this episode with someone who needs it. Let's increase our income and impact.